Hey everyone, football is back, and I know I'm super excited about it. Woohoo! Those pass rushes were great now. That's exactly what we want to do right there. Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. Hell no. It's the Nickel and Brime package. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Brian. I didn't get to watch a lot of these games because I was busy traveling and having some health issues. I pretty much won all of my leagues in week one, which is pretty amazing. It's a great feeling. You always want to win week one. It starts you off without tilting. Well, let me offer you my congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's looking. I'm looking pretty good for week one. This is the only league I'm in anymore, so uh, I can say that I... Might be one for one, unless my team just totally falls apart. You can thank Dak. Holy moly. Yeah, Dak did nice. (laughs) So we want to start off with some fact checks from our previous episodes. Uh, Just to give a little background, we did not record all three of our first episodes together, so there was a bit of a discrepancy. Timing. Yeah, the continuity was a little broken on that. We're going to just kind of go through some fact checks from previous episodes That way we know that we're not hashtag fake news. (laughs) So I'm just going to run through this list and then I'll let Brian chime in because he's going to have to here. A couple mispronunciations we had before was Darye Oganabole was the the name that was pronounced, but it's actually pronounced Dare Agunbowale. Pretty close. I thought it was a valiant effort, to be honest with you. I didn't think I did that bad. Yeah, I thought it was valiant. Uh, but the other one was Karan Higdon. And <laughs> what did I call him? You called him Higgin and Higgins, <laughs> both of which were wrong. Yeah, Not so, as good as a try. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So for that one, we award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. So I, I think those families are owed an apology. I would say. Uh, yeah, I kind of owe them a little bit of an apology, but let's be real. Have better last names. <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, I understand heritage, but there's nothing wrong with a good old fashioned Smith. Just so we're clear, you're telling them to assimilate more. <laughs> okay. So another thing that was said was I had I had made mention of a tweet that I saw that said that there hadn't been any Super Bowl champion running backs to make the Pro Bowl since 2000. And that would have been Terrell Davis, I think, is who they were referring to. But that stat was just total trash. It's not even close to being true. Since 2000, Corey Dillon played for the Patriots in the 2004 season, was a Super Bowl champion and Pro Bowler. Ray Rice, the 2011 season for the Ravens. Um, And then last but not least was Marshawn Lynch after the 2013 season uh, with the Seahawks. They went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that stat was just trash. I I mean, I honestly, I didn't know that you could put anything that false on the internet. <laughs> well, now you know, Nick. <laughs> now I know. Now I know. Thanks, fact checkers. <laughs> and then Brian had made mention that Taylor totally tanked after Melvin Gordon's injury. However, she actually went 3-1 and one in games in which he didn't play. That one loss happened to be round one of the playoffs. So it made it seem a little worse than it really was. So we're sorry. sorry. We're sorry, Taylor. I'm not sorry, Taylor. You lost in the game that mattered. That's <laughs> that's all that matters, and it felt that way, so that is all. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Brian had mentioned that 
the Deflategate reports came from the Colts and the Titans. The rumor that Brian was referring to actually involved the Colts and the Ravens. Yeah, it was the Ravens. The Ravens vehemently deny that they ever submitted a report. Who knows if they actually did or not. I was looking a little bit into it after I had been speaking all this nonsense, and it looked like the Colts came out, and then a bunch of teams kind of piled on, but didn't actually submit a, a report. So that's that's our fact-checking, brought to you by Whiteout, who the hell still uses paper anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's move into some recent news. This has been a crazy preseason in general, but then really even through week one has been been pretty insane. So we're we're a little behind on our recent events. Do you want to talk about some of the contracts? So Zeke, everyone was so certain that Zeke was like, oh, Jerry's gonna bend the knee. Jerry's gonna you know Jerry's gonna pay him. I was so adamant that he was not going to pay him. And then as soon as he got this contract, you have no idea how much my phone blew up. Everyone's like, oh, I told you so, man. Like, <laughs> oh, this, this Tony Pollard who? Because I have Tony Pollard in like all my leagues because I was I was so not expecting this to happen. And, he, and the dude goes on to get this 90 million and then like half of that guaranteed and then I guess it can be ultimately worth up to like 103 million over six years. Crazy. Like, yeah, I still can't believe he got what he wanted. Yeah. After all the tweets and like Jerry goes on this Dallas radio and he like gives the radio all these thoughts. Obviously, we now know in hindsight that it's all just bullshit bluff. He's just tossing nonsense out there to create drama because one of the things that he said on the show was, why give a guy a contract if you won't even honor his current one? So the fact that he's even done that, and Dak deserves a contract, but I don't think Dak deserves $40 million a year, but it's hard to argue against this performance this Sunday. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, so I, I will say I was I was surprised. I I was with you. I didn't think Zeke was going to get that contract, but we did see two other guys, well, three other guys get long term deals in Jared Goff, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones. Well, Ty, well, Julio Jones wasn't really a long term deal. True. Yeah. It because it's more front loaded. His is more of like we really like you, Julio, for the next couple years. Here's a boatload of money, so you don't hold out anymore and we don't have to deal with this anymore Tyree kill one was interesting I didn't get a good look at his the contract but the Jared Goff one was mind-blowing yeah he I mean he really struggled down the last part of the year last year so I will say the timing was a little bit interesting but so was the next guy I was going to talk about was Jacoby Brissett he got a really big deal and I don't know why I, I mean he the thing is he wasn't going anywhere was it thirty million a year or was it thirty million for two years? I think it was two years. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting two year contract for worth thirty million. I think they're signing him really cheap because they don't know it's like a gamble basically. Yeah. I suppose his price could go up this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if he overperformed, then they would have to pay like twenty five a year instead of this yeah. fifteen a year. And then it basically says to Jacoby hey, we believe that you could do something here. We have the pieces, and we want you to have a little bit of insurance that we want you here. Yeah, I think the mental side of it could be could be huge. I mean, still look conservative, I will say, but he looked pretty dang good against the Chargers this weekend. 
the whole like T.Y. Hilton's values going down for furthest from the truth. Yeah, he was targeted constantly. I mean, he blew up this weekend and I'll talk about a trade that I tried to do with Jager later. Well, what about McCoy to the Chiefs? I know we're, you know, about a week behind on that news. I mean, also the fact that he saw the field this week. That's super impressive, I think. But I mean, he knows Andy Reid's system. I don't know a lot about terminology in these systems, but I would assume that they kind of change it up from team to team. These quarterbacks call out names of something, of like a person, place, or thing, and then that's like run or throw, and then an adjective, and then that's like the route for the wide receivers. I know Spider 2 wide banana. <laughs> So I so so I think it's pretty easy. I think if you went to any other team besides with Andy Reid, I mean maybe Chip Kelly, but uh, I think he could have like done it. And I think he had a pretty good game. I think in our league he was like nine points or something like that. Yeah, I, I want to say he had eighty some yards on the ground. So solid, uh, really good flex start if if you needed him. Yeah, and then I was not surprised. I guess it just kind of proved that the Dolphins are in full tank for Tua, and that's yeah. the you know, Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil were part of that package that the Texans got for their draft picks. Yeah, everyone was trying to trade the Texans, man. Like, if you want a deal done, go talk to Bill O'Brien right now because he's slinging shitty deals. <laughs> I was looking at Laramie Tunsil, and I was looking at something about his ranking of, like, his pass protection, run blocking, and it's, like, average. Mm-hmm. Stills, you know, the Texans really wanted a backup ever, ever since Kiki Cutie hurt his ankle or whatever. So it just kind of came together and Clowney didn't want to go to the Dolphins, which I don't blame him. Yeah, I I will say about Tunsil, he was a pretty high. He, he was thought of as the, the number one overall prospect in, I want to say, was it the 2015 draft? Something like that, but fell because of those pictures that were tweeted out of him in like in this gas mask smoking weed through oh that was him i totally forgot about that so he he is a pretty phenomenal athlete i just don't think that the game has really come to him for some reason so maybe the texans will get it figured out for him but he's got a lot of physical traits that a lot of teams admire and hey i mean like we talked about weed has become illegal so um, and then, of course, it, we would be idiots if we didn't talk about the, the biggest recent news, and that's Antonio Brown's whole drama with the Raiders and now Patriots. Oh, my God, man. So I watch Hard Knocks every year. This year, Antonio Brown's main narrative that he was trying to push on the show was, I ain't no bad guy. I ain't no bad guy. All these, all the media is trying to make me out to be the bad guy. And I guarantee you, like, he didn't want to come to the Raiders. Like, in the, and it's so clear right now because yeah. of where he's at right now. He's on, he's on the Patriots. And he wanted this in the first place, but the Steelers wouldn't trade him to the Patriots because they know that they have to play against him. Yeah, and that whole video of him being like, Grandma, I'm free. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That video he, he released on YouTube was so cringy. And I remember reading this thing where it said, Antonio Brown was apparently searching for how to piss people off the most on social media or something like that. <laughs> and he targeted Mike Mayock. It, it was just bad. The guy didn't want to play there. Let's just go over briefly the NFL games that took place so far. I mean, currently we're watching the Saints and Texans duke it out. It's 14 minutes left in the second half or second quarter with a tie game 0-0. But, but the games that have taken place, the Packers defeated the Bears 10-3. to 
in probably the most boring opening game in recent history, I would say. Just want to tell Dylan that uh, your second round draft pick sucks. Well, it's not that he sucks. It's that he wasn't played enough. And he's very clearly the best running back on that team. So hopefully Matt Nagy gets his head out of his ass and plays his best running back. <laughs> I'm most proud to announce this next score. Titans 43, Browns 13. That was a whooping. That was nuts. I saw a little bit of that game. I saw Derrick Henry to the house twice, and I was like, oh, my God, I wish I would have took him. And he had, like, a, a hamstring or foot injury in the preseason. And I was like, I don't know if I want to draft him. And then, man, next thing you know, they're whooping on the Browns. I thought the Browns were going to go to the Super Bowl this year, and now they're out here sucking. It's all those Baker Mayfield commercials. Oh, so many commercials. It's going to his head. Did you know Hulu has live TV? <laughs> I do now. Thanks, Baker. Thanks, Mr. Baker. <laughs> Next, we got the Ravens 59, Dolphins 10. Again, <laughs> hashtag tank for Tua. That was oh I, ugly from the get-go. I can't believe he threw five <laughs> touchdowns, man. He said five touchdowns ain't bad for a running back. Spitting fire. like Yeah, I like to see a running back throw five touchdowns, dude. Yeah, good for him. Great game. Falcons 12, Vikings 28. Bills 17, Jets 16, Redskins 27, Eagles 32. Honestly thought the Redskins were going to pull that one out for a good while there, but then they became the Redskins again. I was very disappointed in the Jets were losing that game, and they had a pick six, I believe, in that game from Josh Allen, and I cannot believe how bad they gave that game up. And then in the Redskins-Eagles game, man, Carson Wentz just started out so slow, and I was like kind of panicking. And then he really picked it up and started shooting some bombs to Deshaun Jackson, and they just connected, and it was perfect. I was impressed with Case Keenum's performance, and and like I said, the Redskins were surprising. Yeah, they... Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis. That Vernon Davis one was crazy. That man, how old is he? Like 35. He's 35, and he scored a 55-yard touchdown. He kind of used to be that George Kittle-type guy, Evan yeah. Ingram guy, that was the fastest, one of the fastest players on the field, even though he was a you know big tight end. Moving on, we've got the Rams, 30, Panthers, 27. This game was crazy because it just looked like a, like a defensive game, and then next thing you know... 57 points. Yeah. Oh, my God. Deshaun Watson... Did Deshaun Watson just rush it in for a touchdown on a fourth and one? Holy shit. He did, and he's still kind of crouching down. Oh, he looks hurt. Oh, man, he looks a little hurt. He's trying to play it off. Um, Chiefs took care of business over the Jaguars, 40-26. to 26. Um, Obviously, the big news out of that is Nick Foles having a broken clavicle and being out for multiple weeks. Oh, yeah. I might pick up Gardner Minshew this week. So Patrick Mahomes apparently like has a sprained ankle. Yeah. So going to have to keep an eye on that. The Colts couldn't quite get it done over the Chargers, but it did take overtime for the Chargers to pull that one out. Adam Vinatieri. Adam, old man, couldn't hit shit in the game, Vinatieri. 46-year-old Adam Vinatieri. I don't know what happened all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. The dude missed, what, three? I think three kicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Uh, the Seahawks squeaked one out over the Bengals, 21 to 20. John Ross. Chris Carson is the best receiver on the Seahawks, apparently. I was a little surprised about that. Oh, man, he's going in the blue tent. 
Uh oh. Uh, Deshaun Watson just went into blue tent. We're watching it live, guys. Sorry, <laughs> it's just, it's not good, looking good for Mr. Watson. But at least Jake, you got a twenty-one yard rushing touchdown from him. Did Jake already win his his week? He's playing Ethan, so I think he's. Got oh it. yeah. So who? I mean, he's the free win. <laughs> the bye week. <laughs> he's the bye week. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> Love you, Ethan. <laughs> Uh, Cowboys 35, Giants 17, as you mentioned earlier, Dak Prescott was, uh, very nice. He looked very nice. Lions 27, Cardinals also 27. A a nice tie to break in the, the week one. As soon as I saw the preseason one game and I saw the Cardinals come out, I was like, okay, I'm picking up the Lions D and I'm starting against them. They suck so bad. And then I was looking like a freaking genius until the second half. And then next thing you know, I went to the ER or the emergency room and I turn on the game and I'm like, Sarah, they're freaking tied. Holy moly. And then David Johnson has like 20 points. Kyler Murray brought him back. Yeah. And the Lions are no pushover on defense. Yeah, exactly. I'll say I'll say this. I was listening to the broadcast and Mark Schlereth, he talked about the first three quarters of the Cliff Clingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray duo. And he basically said that, you know, to call them garbage in the first three quarters would be an insult to garbage. And I (laughs) I laughed pretty dang hard at that. And then, you know, of course he said, but they're really, you know, they've really kicked it up a gear and now look at them. They're, they're tied. The 49ers won 31 to 17 over the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston throws what? Three interceptions. Very disappointing to see, especially because I have Jameis Winston. At least Chris Godwin got a really awesome touchdown. He looks solid. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be that bad of a game. And the next thing you know, the Buccaneers threw the game away. Quite literally, yeah. Um, and then the last full game that we watched was the Steelers get absolutely dominated by the Patriots, 33-3. to Yeah, they didn't even need Antonio Brown. <laughs> I was just astounded. I mean... I- the Patriots, I mean, I'm done being surprised by the things that they do, but the Steelers just looked so bad. So I thought the Steelers obviously were going to put up a little bit more of a fight, and I thought Juju was going to actually be good this year. I'm a little shaken. Like, from that game, I know Bill Belichick's a great coach, huge defense. I don't, I mean, I don't want to, like, neck jerk week one, but the Bears and the Steelers are not looking good. So as as we had said before, we're currently watching the Texans and Saints. It's 7 nothing now after the Deshaun Watson sprint to the end zone. Who do you got winning this game? Now that Deshaun Watson's probably out of the game, definitely the Saints. Yeah, I, I was going to pick the Saints even if he was going to stay. Yeah, I would have picked the Saints to win regardless, but man, I really hope Deshaun Watson comes back. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's all right. I don't even have him, but I just, I love watching him play. Being that the Titans look really good right now, I don't want any of those stupid asterisks by their name saying, oh, look, uh, you lost, your division lost Andrew Luck and Nick Foles and, you know, Deshaun Watson. No wonder why you guys won the division. I don't want to hear any of that bull. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get freaking healthy so that we can (laughs) beat you right. The only way Titans are going to win is if Andrew Luck retires and (laughs) Watson has an injured kneecap. That's the only way. Oh, and Nick Foles. (laughs) They all got injured or or out. 
Who would have thought Marcus Mariota is the healthiest quarterback? Oh my god. Nick, you can't write this stuff. Like it's crazy. So a game I'm not going to be able to stay up for because it doesn't start until 10:20 Eastern time is the Broncos and Raiders. I mean, do I even have to ask you who you've got in this game? I want to go Raiders. Is that is that crazy? I mean, you want to go or you are going? I want to believe <laughs> the Gruden grinders. <laughs> I would also like to see the Raiders win. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I might be a little disappointed if Josh Jacobs doesn't do well tonight. Also, fun fact, in the Hard Knocks episode, John Gruden made fun of Darie Ogumbale. <laughs> and he's like, Dare. look at this. Dare Ungumbole. <laughs> oh, God. <Ogumbole. laughs> All right. That's, yeah. Definitely. Anyway, so he made fun of him. He's like, hey, Drake, this is what you don't do. Look at his eyes. They're everywhere. He didn't know where to look at all. Like, so I was watching it with Sarah, and I was like, Sarah, who's number 44 on the Buccaneers? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, could you look it up real quick? And she's like, yeah, that's Dare. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, ah, shit, so I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I really want the Raiders to win, but I think the Broncos are going to win. So we're, we're kind of in the same boat then, I'd yeah. say. So are there any other things about this week's slate of games that stood out to you? So real quick, we'll talk about the defense in the NFC North. Um, all, all the teams in that division looked like they had a crazy defense. Like the Vikings held the Falcons basically scoreless for most of the game. The mm-hmm. Bears and the Packers were was a Snorville defensive game. <laughs> the Lions looked pretty good for most of that game. Three quarters, they were just outstanding. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened, but I mean, overall, the defense in that division is going to be r- really rough. And, you know, I thought the Bears were going to win the division, and now I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think it could potentially be the Packers because they all have decent defenses, but it's who's going to have the most offense. I was just about to say, there's only one Aaron Rodgers. So moving on, um, I had Sony Michelle being a, a boss this, this week because I thought, you know, they potentially could run the score up on the Steelers. So I thought at home, Sony Michelle would be pretty good. And whoopsie dozy. We can't predict Patriots running back production. They looked like the Patriots of old. I mean, they were they were saying, hey, Tom Brady, why don't you throw the football a lot? Yeah, that was weird. We also have the Cowboys smashing the Giants. I think we touched on that already, though. Like, I think Dak threw four touchdowns, which was absolutely bonkers. I really mm-hmm. like Michael Gallup, and I really want him on my fantasy team. My God, did you see that Mari Cooper touchdown? If I was Dak and I wanted to get paid... I would put that on my highlight reel. <laughs> it was so perfectly placed. That's like football porn right there. <laughs> but yeah, the Bills uh, came back to beat the Jets. I think I touched on on that earlier too. And then the Falcons, like Matt Ryan threw so many picks trying to force the Julio Jones. And Yeah, it was interesting. I, I definitely expected more than 12 points from the Falcons. Um, okay, so why don't we let's move into the fantasy side of things and specifically in our league. Uh, we'll try to recap some of the games and and there still is a, another more than half of this first Monday Night Football game and an entire second 
Monday night football game coming up afterwards. So um, a little bit harder for us to predict, I think, than in the future. But let's let's go ahead and try to see if we can figure out who's going to win these games. Uh, the first matchup we'll touch on is Dylan versus Waylon. I think I think Waylon's got this one in in hand. I would say. Did you see if uh, Watson came back? Oh yeah, so he's he's back out there. So so yeah, I think Waylon got some. Um, just to give an idea, Waylon had Austin Eckler and Lamar Jackson have some fabulous weeks this week, but he is now ha- going to be without Tyreek Hill for a couple weeks. It looks like the next game was you versus Evan. And similar to this game with Waylon and, and Dylan, I, I feel like you've got this one in the bag. Well, I need uh Camara to start scoring some points. I mean, it's never in the bag when you have a Will Lutz out there smashing kicks. Oh, yeah. That's I true. mean, I think last year he put up like 30 points one game. So, oh, my gosh, that would have been an amazing catch. <laughs> oh. Hopkins is so good. Wow. <laughs> I just I love Hopkins, man. In, anyway, yeah, uh, I think I got him. Yeah, I'd say you do. He's got, I mean, he has Will Lutz and Jared Cook versus Alvin Kamara and a 23-point handicap. So I think you're probably safe. Yeah, probably. Um, next was the probably least exciting game of the of the, the week, and that would be Jake versus Ethan. Ethan has Royce Freeman left, but has only scored 77 points. So I don't think he's going to make the comeback. Over Jake, who still has yeah, uh, Ethan score more points, my man. Yeah, that's how you win games. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be some tough sledding for Ethan, as we as we've discussed in previous episodes. Moving on, it's it's me versus Luke, and I feel pretty good. Obviously, there's it's not a guarantee that I win, but Luke is done. He has no players remaining, and I still have more than a half a football with half of a football game with Michael Thomas and Philip Lindsay. Yeah, so, I feel pretty good about you winning this. Currently only down by six points. Yeah, I think, I mean, all it's going to take is one Michael Thomas touchdown, and I think you can easily get that. And as you mentioned, I had I had Dak Prescott this week who basically single-handedly <laughs> won me this game. Who who else did you have on your team that did well? Uh, Edelman is actually my second highest scorer, and he only scored 13.4. Oh, man. Yeah, so. you had a bunch of underperformers on your team this week. Yeah. yeah, Matt Bryant with the zero with the donut. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that Falcons offense, man, they killed me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Greg Zerline did uh, 15 points to your zero. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Hashtag delete kickers. Hashtag why are, do we still have kickers? <laughs> um, next was Mark versus Matt. And this one is interesting because, as I said, I was not a big fan of... of Mark's team at all. And we'll see what happens if Drew Brees and Latavius Murray can pull this thing together. I mean, Matt doesn't have any other players remaining. I'll I'll just tell you this: I don't think he's going to win, but I do like Mark's team. I think it's definitely a long shot, but um, I mean, who knows? We we could see a decent amount of scoring from Latavius Murray in the form of vulturing. But yeah, I mean, it, it would take a lot of Drew Brees passes to to have him catch up. And he's already games. thrown an interception already, so I mean. Yeah, and Mark is down 33 points, so that, yeah. that is a pretty steep hill. I don't think it's going to happen for him, but who knows? Anything can happen. But hey, Mark, if you're listening to this, man, <laughs> I at least have to apologize for week one. We'll see about week two. <laughs> see if your Jets defense puts up another 20-pointer next week, Mark. 
Um, and then last but not least is Taylor versus Derek. Another really interesting game because Taylor is currently losing by almost 40. I don't know if we can predict this because <laughs> she has Hopkins and Fairbairn. Also, Derek Carr and the Broncos deep. God, I hate it when people do that. Yeah, stacking the defense against your quarterback is... It's so... It's a win-lose, pretty much, no matter what. You know what, Taylor? I know you're listening to this. Derek's going to beat you. <laughs> okay, there it is. Because you did that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was indeed the, the thing that kept her from winning this game. I mean, Hopkins could score 40 points any week, so we'll just kind of see... But I'm with you. I think Derek's got this one. All right. So one of the things we want to do starting in this week and, and throughout the season in Mikhail did something that was really fun forever ago. And ESPN being the minimalist that they're becoming in the fantasy football world, they got rid of this feature. And Mikhail used to give out these trophies every week. And I loved them. They cracked me up. I don't know that I can do them as well as he can, like many things. But I want to do some superlatives every week. And so, again, we're having to guess a little bit more this week than normal. We're going to start out with points champion. And it looks like the, the points champion of the week most likely is going to be you, Brian. If I was a betting man, I'd put my money on you. Waylon and I are both projected for the same. He has the Saints defense. That's going to go down, obviously, if the Texans score here. They already have seven. Potentially, I might be the top scorer. I don't know. I don't remember his name. It's like Daniel something. Carlson. Uh, yeah, Dan Carlson. I'm pretty sure he's going to at least score me like 10 this week. So I'm hoping Kamara whips out the old 10 pointer at least. And then he'll pay, put out another 10. Maybe I'll get 20. Maybe I'll be 57 or 157. Sorry. So our points loser. And man, it pains me to say it. Don't don't forget league loser. Yeah, it, it pains me to say it because I think he might be a mainstay in this category this year. But our points <laughs> loser is definitely this week going to be Ethan, without a doubt. Week one, we could already award Ethan loser of the league. Yeah, he's got seventy-seven <laughs> points with just Royce Freeman remaining, which brings his projected total up to eighty-six, and nobody else is under one hundred right now. So. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say Ethan's going to be a point loser. So, who's the top score? Oh my. It was Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Man, you know? that trade's looking real good for Ethan right now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Royce Freeman will outscore him, and then, yeah, maybe it'll just look great. Um, so, now we, we get to move on to the bad call of the week, which is basically the way this one's going to be awarded. Instead of me trying to decide who somebody should have started and then they chose somebody else. We're just going to go with a straight up highest point scorer on the bench, which is the same way Mikhail used to do it. And uh, this week's bad call of the week is going to go to Taylor for sitting Sammy Watkins. I mean, how did you not know that Tyreek Hill was going to get injured and Sammy Watkins would? He scored those with Tyreek on the field, regardless of Tyreek being on or off the field. He was still scoring those touchdowns. He looked fantastic. This is the first time I've seen Sammy Watkins look that good since his year one with the Bills. Yeah, let me let me say this, too. In our draft episode, we talked about how Taylor had passed on Will Fuller, and she actually took Sammy Watkins. So <laughs> it might not be such a crazy thing, especially if Tyree Kill is out for a few weeks. Taylor's team is starting to look a little bit better now, I think, and it was already solid. 
Well, I mean, well done on reading that crystal ball, Taylor. Well done. Yep. Crystal ball wizard Taylor or sorceress. And last but not least, we're going to do it. We might add some more awards, but for now, we're just going to stick to these four. The fourth one is going to be the overachiever of the week. And this goes to the person who basically outscored their projection by the most. And this week currently, again, we're kind of having to guess a little bit here, but but right now, as it stands, it's going to be Matt. Great work, Matt. Way to be a little overachieving your projection. Yeah. And in large part due to Christian McCaffrey's offensive explosion, uh, Dalvin <laughs> Cook had a really nice week as well. Um, he really outperformed his projections, and that even can, includes Cam scoring five points. Also, um, going forward, guys, if you have any other ideas for any more of these categories or awards, we're open to adding more. We're always looking for feedback, and so if you have any other ideas, we'll take it into consideration for next week. I think one thing that I am thinking about doing is I know Mikhail had done some draft surprises or draft busts, but you can't do that in the first week of the season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So maybe around week six or so we can start looking at that and, and maybe thinking about those. But if there are any other ideas too, on top of that, yeah, absolutely. Let us know. So we didn't have any trades that went through this week, but I figured we'd recap some of the transactions. I know that you had sent out a few trades and well, more than a few. I sent out a trade to Cooper. Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I, I think it was Keenan Allen, Josh Gordon, Mark Andrews. <laughs> Whew, I'm glad I didn't accept that. Or he no one accepted these four. Tyler Lockett, Evan Ingram, and somebody else on his bench. And I'm really glad he didn't accept that. That was a good one for me. I tried to trade Waylon, I think, for Tyreek Hill. I think I traded Keenan Allen and um, Josh Gordon for Tyreek or something like that. Obviously, that's a no. I sent one to Matt. And it was before AB got traded to the, the Patriots. And I traded. I was, I was, I was going to trade Josh Gordon because Matt's the one that had Josh Gordon when he was mm-hmm. a wide receiver one that year. So I know he has a, an emotional attachment to flash so i was like well maybe he'll take josh gordon for a b because of all this nonsense then he declined it and then it showed that hey you know he's getting traded to the patriots it's like oh kind of wish he would accept it but i don't know how who knows what's gonna happen and i think the other one was josh gordon for ty hilton to jake i thought that was a pretty good trade at 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 the time i mean obviously now that ty hilton had a really good week it's not gonna happen even more but overall, I saw T.Y. Hilton get drafted in like really later rounds. No one really wants him. Like it was just so blown out of proportion of Jacoby Brissett's that that much of a downgrade, and it's mm-hmm. not going to work. So I yeah. thought potentially I could snag snag him from him. Jake's a little too savvy for that. So we did have a few notable waiver additions and subtractions that I wanted to to mention. Um, Dylan had picked up Jamison Crowder. And holy crap, this dude had 14 catches. That's crazy. I mean, that that is an insane amount of market share in a Jets offense that unfortunately isn't projected to score a lot of points, but but we are a half PPR league, so that's at least some value there. Yeah, I think Jamison Crowder and Cole Beasley, I think they're kind of the same, where they just a lot of volume. Oh, there's the Hopkins touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Come on, Saints. Way. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hopkins is so good. Anyway, uh yeah, Jamison Crowder, I think he's gonna have a really good year. You had dropped Malcolm Brown 
and he ended up having two touchdown rushes. I didn't blame you for dropping Malcolm Brown. I'm not too worried about Malcolm Brown going off for two touchdowns. It didn't seem like it was like a a big deal. I think it's more because they were goal line. And I think in the beginning of the season, they don't really want to put Todd Gurley in those like trench warfare, people grabbing at everything you own. (laughs) Goal line touches, you know what I mean? It gets really dirty down there. So I I think that kind of explains it a little bit because Todd Gurley almost had 100 yards rushing. So I don't think they took him out because he needed a breather. I think it was more of just they didn't want him to like get stepped on like, you know, just fluke injuries in those areas. Just to name the rest of the notable pickups, Matt had picked up Devin Singletary. Who Great had, pickup. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Uh, 70 yards on only four carries, and he also had five catches. So, I mean, it looks like he could be, if not a, a bigger part of that offense moving forward, at least a really efficient piece. And then Taylor picked up DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. DJ Chark, do, 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 do. <laughs> he had 146 yards on four catches and a touchdown. I don't know how fluky that is, Nick. I don't know. He caught he he caught that touchdown with folds, and then the next guy came in, Mishu Pichu or whatever it was, and <laughs> oh god, threw Gardner a couple, <laughs> threw a couple uh, throws at him, and he caught it. I a lot of that Jaguars offense is fluky and scares me. I don't know what to think of it. And then you picked up Case Keenum, who, like I said before, he had a really nice game. He threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns, and looked like they were gonna. He was going to pull off the, the win, but unfortunately it fell up a little, fell a little short there at the end. I really wish I would have kept him because I mean, I make so many waiver wire claims. Like that was so long ago that I picked him up. So we're almost out of time. Um, I did want to ask you, is there anything look, looking forward to week two or even tonight? Because we still haven't seen, you know, the second game of, of this evening. Is there anything you're looking forward to? So um, I was really wanting to see the Raiders win tonight. I don't know how realistic that is. I really, really want to see Josh Jacobs tear it up. I just have this feeling John Gruden runs his r- rookie running backs into the freaking ground. I just, I really want to see it. I want them to bounce back in the face of uh, adversity from this whole Antonio Brown drama bullshit. And I want them to just smash the Broncos. Yeah. Are you looking forward to anything for this week still? And then I guess we'll just move on to week two. Well, like I said, I'm going to bed. I'm not going to watch that game. I'll (laughs) I'll check the highlights in the morning. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I think Sony Michelle is going to be a great play because they're playing against the Dolphins. Oh, Um, God, yeah. Packers and the Vikings are that's going to be a defensive battle. We'll see. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy that that's a I mean a second division matchup right off the bat for the Packers. Yeah. Arizona's going against the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to eat them alive. Jacks versus Houston. I don't know. We don't know who Michu Pichu is going to play <laughs> or how good he's going to play. I'm interested in the in the Saints and Rams in the later slot. I will say that that should be interesting. Uh, oh shit! The uh, Saints in the Rams last last time they played, it was like an eighty point game, or, or it was it was really high scoring. I mean, who knows? The the Saints right now are are kind of getting blanked by the the Texans, but there's still another half of football left. Yeah, they'll kick it in high gear. Yeah, and the Eagles Falcons really for the Sunday night game is pretty interesting because I, I don't I I feel like the the Atlanta game this week was a little fluky. I don't feel like you're going to hold them to 12 points every week. Yeah, I I doubt it. I think it's just 
Julio hasn't been on the field for practicing. You got to get it back into it. You know what I mean? And first week, all the defensive coordinators kind of show what they can do with an, an entire offseason. And let's not forget either that the Super Bowl favorite Tennessee Titans will be playing at home against the Colts. <laughs> that that gives it to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's week one. I'm allowed to overreact and we're going to the damn Super Bowl. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Arthur Smith taking us to the promised land. I definitely think the ti- the Titans can definitely win that division now. I told you guys, don't sleep on those Titans. You're all going to remember the night you play the Titans. I think that was a movie quote somewhere, but yeah, probably remember the Titans. Yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's probably probably that movie. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I just want to say thank you all for listening and uh, we appreciate the feedback and the support that everyone's given us. Uh, We're going to continue to do this until you guys say, you know, we don't want to listen anymore. So I just uh, thank you all for listening and have a fantastic rest of your week. Yeah, we appreciate it guys. And we'll see you in week two. Take care. Bye. Knock on wood. If you're with the nickel and grime package podcast, Thank you